Hey everyone, welcome to a special bonus episode of Electoral Dysfunction, the show where comedians and experts debate the news of the week from the safety of their quarantine. I'm your host, Tom Brennan. This week on the show, we had a really extended conversation about what it meant that Congress was going on vacation while there's still so much work left to be done, while the post office is left unfunded, while the stimulus has not been passed, uh, while COVID-19 is rising and, and the election is at risk. And it, it ended up being a real long, passionate one. <laughs> uh, and uh, so we're going to present it in its entirety here because it really, it, it was some of the most meaningful things I've heard said uh, in all of my time doing this show, either this version or the stage show. Uh, so what you're about to hear is Allison Kilkenny, Keisha Zoller, Andrew Heaton, and Robert George uh, talking about everything we just talked about in the current state of our country, Ned Thorne. Star wipe me to the bonus episode. Uh, don't worry, though. Good news for all of us anxious about things, as Robert alluded to, uh, with the world on the brink and with, with the post office undermined, with rising COVID-19, with all sorts of good, terrible stuff happening. Don't worry. Congress is on summer vacation <laughs> again. They did it. They did it, everybody. They, they went on vacation. It. You uh, know, it's not about COVID relief. It's about summer relief. Am I right? Yeah, it's time. Right. They've earned it. All right. They work so hard. All right. You know what Ugh. it's like to go on TV and talk and say whatever occurs to you for hours on end? So the, the weekly the week the, the weekly payments, the, the weekly payments to the unemployed. You know, those expired, you know, two, three weeks ago. The, yeah, the, the eviction, the eviction, the eviction moratorium, you know, that, expi you know, that expired uh, a few, you know, a few weeks ago. Uh, the uh, the PPP um, uh, for small businesses, that's going to expire, you know, uh, sh shortly. Uh, I so wanted my second stimulus check. Uh, yeah. You know that's gone. That you know that, that that's gone too. So uh, the, the the House and Senate can't agree on anything. So you know the House has gone off, and you know they're they they they're sending they're sending their strongly worded they're sending they're sending their strongly worded letters about how upset they are about the post office. Thank goodness for email that those letters will actually get there. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Good job, Gmail, a private uh, institution. The, the Mitch, oh, Mitch, Mitch, Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell, of course, has sent has sent his sent his people home because uh, they can't quite get their marching orders from the, the White House on, on what a COVID relief deal is. Um, so, and, you know, it's, it's not like there's anything else going on. So, yeah, sure. Why not? Why don't, why, should, why don't both houses just, you know, uh, do whatever they have to do at home and, you know, F everybody else? I mean, I mean, what the heck is going on here? How? This is just... Keisha, Keisha, did you and I both just have to stop from going on a research and development rant with Jack? Yes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I thought so. Go ahead. Um, well, because I want to contextualize this. Like, I want to zoom out for a second, right? You have all of this, and I can't help but think there's a whole generation of kids that aren't going to school. And as all of this destabilization happens, I can't say it enough. This, the dark ages are possible. We can get to the dark ages. This is not abstract. Kids are losing years of learning right now. They're not in school. They're not, because everything's being so bungled. And the reason why, like, maybe we can talk about privatization after we get past early November, but we literally cannot do it. That'd be fair. For the record, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do this with people relying on mail-in voting. I, I think we should wait till after that. Oh. I, I mean, we, we're, we're at a place where it's like, I, I don't know how to say it. Like, I'm at a stop the bleeding 
kind of way. Like mm -hmm. we are bleeding out. I look at not like everything you just said as you're talking about PPE. And I'm just thinking, I, I talked to so many of my friends who have children who are struggling to figure out education for the next year. Yeah. I, and what I don't think people understand either is like, we haven't started the nosedive yet. We're still in this weird sort of suspended plateau, but like 40 million people might get evicted soon. Like, what is yeah. that even going to look like? That's going to be absolutely batshit. Yeah. So and I, that's, how do you even and do it? About Wi-Fi. Mm. How many of those are kids? How many of those are children who won't have access to education? What are their options? Like we, like I'm like thinking, okay, there's this now, but whatever is happening in five years, I don't know how, like I keep thinking about how all of these systems that have been undermined and on top of a changing American demographic, I don't know how or what could be. So and you know what's wild? Like, we're not even talking about mental health because like we are currently living through the defining moment of our history, right? Like before that it was like 9-11, but now it's like, whether you're talking about medical workers, you're talking about these kids who are being isolated, who can't like, you know, socialize with other kids. What is that going to do to them mentally? Like there are so many other factors beyond what we're talking about that we haven't even considered yet. We have a school shooting issue that's on pause. Yeah. And now we're sending, eventually when kids go back to school, what the hell kind of resources are we providing what? just for that? Like, things are like, I feel like we're slowly bleeding out and we're like, here's a band-aid. It's SpongeBob. Be chill. But I think that's, you know, that's when, a really good point. And I think I, I just want to like a, to tie it back to this fall election. I think the reason, like what frustrates me about the schools issue is that like literally the minute that the largest cities in America had to shut down for more than a week, like the assumption should have been made okay, this could be really long and we need a plan now. And, you know, a lot of people on a lot of levels have, have had failed to mix records on this. It, no one party has a monopoly on it. But why I think, you know, why, why I think people like, 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 like Mr. Heaton, who is not normally a voter for Democrats, is, you know, like, you know, is, is supporting the Democratic ticket this fall. is like, what we're getting out of the White House, we're not even getting bad decisions. We're getting no decisions. We're getting a person who's just like, it's going to go away. I'm just wishing it away. It's undeniably a complicated problem. Like I get that opening schools and how you handle schools is difficult because you have, because on the one hand, like you have teachers and staff, you don't want to have spread. Uh, on the other hand, you have parents who need something for their kids to be doing uh, in the day. They need that childcare. And you have, and number yeah, three, you have kids who rely on the schools you, you for have, food. Yeah. Who need education too. Yeah. And it's just not healthy for kids to not be around other kids for this long. Uh, it is a complicated problem. I don't know what the answer is. It seems like currently, like, you know, the White House is like, poof. And, you know, like, whatever, you know, Joe and, Biden. And by the way, can I, if I, I can just quit. I always want to finish my point. Joe Biden was not my candidate in the primary, but he is definitely someone like, someone who understands that there are complicated problems that you have to address <laughs> and figure what out. Are, like, what, someone what, doing that would be nice. And, and, he, and, and the, the corrupt, yeah. just let me just quickly throw this in here. 
um, the, the, uh, uh, the, the corrupting influence of Donald Trump, which is incredibly widespread, spread, but in, particularly in the context of, uh, of the Republican Party and what they would normally do if there is a, if there is a conflict with, 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 with the House. Uh, it was evident, was clearly evident this week. Uh, Mitch McConnell has been around long enough to know that one of the classic stunts that the Senate, and it doesn't matter whether it's, uh, whether it's the Republicans or the Democrats are running it, what, if, if there is a, an issue with, uh, if there's a, a battle going over legislation, uh, one of the classic stunts that uh, the Senate will, will, will often do, particularly when it gets close to a recess time, they will take the bill that uh, the House has already passed, strip it of everything that they don't like, leave everything that's in there, pass that, send it back to the House and say, okay, it's on you to deal with this. So the, the, Demo the Republican position is, well, there's a trillion dollars in there that's supposed to go in state aid for New York and these other blue states and, and, that, and we can't pass that and that, that's outrageous. And so all they have, if, if they, they, they could take the House Heroes Act, they could leave the direct payments um, to leave in there the direct payments to people. They would leave in there the $600 a week. They would leave in there the money to go to, to states. They would leave in there the money to go to PPE. They'll, now, there'd be a lot of stuff that they would take out that, um, that many, many blue states and Democrat people say, we absolutely knew it in South. But the pure, the pure essentials that have to be there that are helping people who are unemployed, that are the people who are facing eviction, facing eviction, parents who are trying to get their kids to school, the real absolute, uh, absolute de minimis the, 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 the Senate Republicans could, could, pass, could pass that and say to Nancy Pelosi, you, pa you, you agree to that, and then we'll come back and negotiate over the other stuff. But they don't, they, don't do, they don't want to do that because the idiot in the White House is telling him they, he doesn't want to do that because he's got issues about post office and this extraneous stuff. So they're not, they are not even fulfilling their basic responsibilities uh, as, a, as a legitimate, uh, as a legitimate um, governing, gov governing party. They're just not doing, they're, they're just walking away and not doing a damn thing. And they're just leaving the rest of the country to burn. To, to, to jump on that, I think immediately, uh, and Keisha makes a very good point that we're, you know, we're bleeding out. There's lots of people that are hurting right now, that are suffering right now. We need to be very concerned about that. When we project this outward and we look at this long term, one of the things that bothers me about this intransigence and willful dereliction of duty of Congress is, um, you know, despite the fact that I tend to be a limited government guy, you, you, you might think that I would like enjoy gridlock. But when you get gridlock long enough, when you get Congress not acting long enough, people lose their faith in government institutions. And then what appeals to them? is like militant nationalism and fascism, like populism, right? Like basically when Congress can't do its job, that's when populism really gets going, going well because then people are like, I don't feel like I'm enfranchised in this. I want a demagogue to wipe out the bad people and I'm just gonna follow him blindly and it's very dangerous. And so we, we need to have a competent Congress to forestall that from happening. I want the I want the I want the um, I want a savior, and I'll vote for the savior, even if he was the one who ca who caused the uh, anarchy yeah. in the first and, place. And a lot of the time, they have a scapegoat too. That's one of the other pitfalls of populism: is it tends to focus on some particular group that's keeping the yeah. the, the average bloke down. 
Yeah, Chris Hayes writes about this in Twilight of the Elites, where it's like when you have total institutional failure, people look to populism. They look to basically anything that could fill the void. Hmm. Wait a minute. That's what's happening right now. Wait a second. America. <laughs> oh, that's the problem. It's also the fact that we're all tired. Like, yeah. this is exhausting. Yeah. Like, but, yeah. We can have complex ar arguments once we can all wake up and not go, what's happening? Yeah. Do it's we like, still have a country? Am I, do I have a home? Does my friend have a home? Do I go, like, it's also like, it's exhausting. It's exhausting being in some arguments where people are like, but I don't know, is Trump really that bad? And you're like, I can't leave my home. <laughs> I'm not allowed to go. I'm not allowed. <laughs> I, 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 I think you could actually, you could do quite well having a campaign going, listen, I'm the Benadryl candidate. Vote for yep. me and we can all go back to sleep. Uh, his That's what's going to happen. My like, friend. Never worked in the previous election. Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Sleepy Joe Biden. Joe Biden might be the Benadryl to show candidate. The, to show how far Donald Trump is off his game, he doesn't realize that when he gives when he gives that name of Sleepy Joe Biden, um, people are thinking, uh, oh yeah, actually, yeah. That's, that's about right. That's about As opposed to night terrors Trump. What, what planet are you living in where being tired is an insult? We're all tired. <laughs> all I, found, tired. I found out, I mean, we, um, the Daily News, we found, out, we found out today that, you know, the Daily News, which is a, you know, 101 year, 101 year institution, uh, we oh, found no out um, we, we found out we found out uh, this 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 week that our um, our our newsroom uh, is going to be permanently closed uh, as of uh, the end of October. I mean, tech, for all intents and purposes, it's it's permanently closed now, as of you know a couple of days a couple of days ago. But you know, we have a couple of we've got a, you know several weeks to go in and you know get our stuff and and things and things like that. At some point. Um, the newsroom part of the of it, we'll we'll find other lodgings and so and so forth. But you know, it's it is this it's this realize it's this realization that um, my current circumstances of working from home are going to be those circumstances for the uh, for the for the foreseeable future. And I mean, we our department, you know, we talked about you know with the, for the next couple of weekends, you know, you know, trying to, you know some trying to you know get together, you know, to hang out in the park just so we can see each other's you know face to face for a little, for, for, for a little bit. Um, but the, 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 this is an unsus this is unsustainable. I, I took a staycation this past week, which literally means I stayed in my apartment just like I did when I was at work. Uh, but I, I went out and I went out to a happy hour uh, for to meet to, to, to meet with a friend of mine from DC. Like with humans, with in humans. Person? Yeah, with we're a, allowed to do that here in the East Coast. With a with a because um, we didn't screw it up like you Californians did. Yeah, with a, hey, with a, a, hey. a guy who runs a, a, a guy who runs a um, like a, a consultant strategist firm, and he was he was he was talking he was talking about what is what is being lost um, by not being able to give guidance and mentorship to his to his to his younger workers um, these the, the the little things that you don't appreciate when you're in the office of you know there's a meeting a meeting that's going on and there was a and you notice there's a, there's, a, there's this conflict between a couple of workers and the manager can go to worker one and then worker two and just say, oh, well, 
do you realize you know, what she meant was this and you may have heard it like this or he meant this and you heard it that, that way. Oh, everything's, everything's good. You know, you know, we'll, um, it, that, doesn't happen with, that doesn't happen with your daily Zoom meeting. And it creates, it, 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 it creates um, you know, tensions and fears among coworkers that, um, wouldn't, that, that don't necessarily come to the fore when you see that person on a day-to-day -day basis and you have a, you, you have a chat about, um, about the Watchmen episode last night over the water fountain. This is what's being lost by everybody having to, um, having, having to, having to work, work from home. This is what is happening when we don't have leadership to um, mitigate the disaster that has that has uh, has has descended upon us, and will allow us to go back um, to work. I I would just even to yes and that even further. It's not like that in other countries. Other countries are open. Other countries have plans. Other countries are getting back to whatever this new normal is, and we aren't. And this is the razor's edge they have some of those countries have a, some of those countries by the way just to be you know, clear and transparent some of those you're getting little outbreaks here and there but because they controlled it on the front end they've got the testing and tracing now so they can tra track down those things and they can and, and they can and they can pause and they can put them on pause and say okay you guys you guys this little town over here you guys go into a little mini lockdown wait a couple of weeks and you can come back out because the rest of the country, so the rest of the country is safe. We can't do that because we, we've allowed this to rage on and we have no idea of how to control it. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I know I keep saying I'm exhausted, I'm exhausted. I almost cried in the shower yesterday when I saw a Twitter uh, news post that said, uh, looks like immunity only lasts for three months. Yes. And I was like, I know. Yeah. I was so, I was relieved because my mom got tested and she had the antibodies. And then I saw that same news story and I was like, great. So she's only protected for three months. So we could have this like panic attack all over again. Well, and, yeah, you get that, you know, get, get those visits in with your mom. Like, uh, I did, like, I did. Know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we did. We planned it. Cause as soon as she got the antibodies test, I was like, you got to come over now. Cause like you're protected for at least a little bit. Well, and I was I was talking to somebody. It's like I don't know when I'm gonna see my family again to make me feel bad about being in LA. At least I have sunshine. <laughs> but like I, you know, I was lucky. Um, my grandma lives out here, and we were able to have a long social distance hang. And I love my grandma. She was still like, I don't see what the big deal is. Um, and we're like, Grandma, you're 81, and we like you, so we're going to wear a mask and stay the F away. But, like, I don't know when I'm going to see my family and that emotional toll. It's the work. It's But, like, it's like I miss my dad. I'm having a birthday. My dad's like, I wanted to surprise you and see you. I haven't seen you in almost a year. And I I think like the human toll of like not even being able to be like okay yeah a few people have it over there we can take things we're not even sort of near that as a country and it's like the damage 
is done and it's only getting worse. Yeah. I, uh, a real I'm, light one from the comedian. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do, I'll do a midpoint. As a single person during lockdown, I feel like I have lost the biggest game of musical chairs in all of human history. <laughs> like it just like lockdown happened and it was like mankind went, by the way, like you're never getting married. Just like yeah. double down on porn and maybe buy an <laughs> Oculus Rift. Like that's your life moving forward for the next three years. Like, oh yeah. Shoot. So the other day was like when do you think you're gonna go on a date again i was like I yeah don't know, 2022 maybe like, I, I don't know I, I better eat a lot of vitamins so i don't keep falling yeah. apart at the current rate i yeah. am so that i yeah. can yeah. I, hate to tell you, I, I, Alice, I hate to tell you this um fucking never basically is the answer <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, i i have gone on a couple social distancing dates and they are very awkward <laughs> oh, you mean you mean like you mean not like the normalcy of regular dating, right? Exactly. Even That's more awkward <laughs> somehow. Yeah, wearing masks, sitting six feet apart in a park—it's awful. Like well, I, 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 I call that. I used to call that a date. Did I was I missing something? Uh, no, what mask good. did you wear? Yeah, this this has swung pretty well in favor of my mask uh, mask fetish. I have to say, like that—that yeah. that is the singular benefit of all of this.